How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to have a political conversation that doesn't involve the presidency. And anyway, it's gonna this is gonna be very refreshing. Um, and that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, because um, you are a, a local council councilwoman and chairwoman of beautification in Sun Valley, a local local community here in Los Angeles. Um, how how many years have you been? Uh, doing that uh, six years now six years um well basically what 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 inspired you to do that what what uh what got you involved with with local government uh it was a very pushy neighbor um this wonderful, <laughs> yes, uh, very pushy neighbor um wonderful woman uh older lady uh when we moved in we we called her the unofficial mayor of sun valley um uh, introduced herself the first week uh, my husband and I had moved in and uh, just we got to know her and she and her husband were delightful and she's then she starts saying you know you should really run for the neighborhood council you'd be really great at it and I said no 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 I uh, couldn't possibly and she just kind of kept after me and I said fine you know what you be my campaign manager organize it and and uh, we'll see what happens. So she did, she had a couple events at her home and had people from the community come in and I talked to them, listened to them, which was more important actually. And um, I was out in the park with my dog one day and I get a text that says, uh, like you won. So I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like now what? But fortunately the city puts you through training. Mm -hmm. um, can, can I back it up just a little bit? Sure. So um, like what, um... So your neighbor, she, was there any like particular issue you got issue you guys were like we need to get this get this fixed like yes actually there the, indeed um, she had been part of one of the founding members of Sun Valley Beautiful which was uh, a, a organization that a nonprofit that uh, planted trees cleaned the medians swept up picked up trash you know just made the area look better and. Um, you know, being a homeowner, uh, this was of great interest to have the area look better. Um, Definitely. And expanding it beyond your own borders is certainly a good idea. So I thought, well, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to do. And it might actually be a good thing to do. Is You know, started with self-interest. Yeah, I want my area to look better. And I think at some point it crossed my mind, well, it'll help property values go up. But that really didn't matter for very long because it just became well that's good for everybody though i mean that, yeah, not good just for everybody yeah. yeah um and it it just makes life nicer in your community and it doesn't really matter if you're you're a democrat or republican whatever people like the area clean they just want their place to look nice so i thought this is this is beyond uh, partisan politics. I thought it was a good uh, area to go into. So that was her mission, and she thought I would I would be good at it. Um, I'm a clean sort, really. I am, and uh, I, I I I like things looking nice. So um, I guess she thought I would be good at that. So that was that was my main area. And, and um, once I got elected, I was very quickly made 
chairman of beautification committee itself, which came as a surprise to me because this was like two months into being on the council itself. Mm. Was, that, that, was that an existing committee before you before you joined? Yes, beautification uh, is one of the long-term standing committees. It's a permanent committee for all the neighborhood councils. Uh, there's outreach, beautification are the two main ones for, for every neighborhood council because um, uh, you know community involvement and community improvement are the two big things for for every neighborhood are those uh um committee is that like a state mandate um uh, like who, city, who decides city mandate, city mandate for, for every city. so yeah. every city could theoretically have different committees that they want all their areas to have is that well there's like, there, it's i'm always just curious this how like because i know like it's the wild wild west out here or in the whole like every state's rights you know we we always talk about that, but how, how different do local governments work across the country is what I'm always, always curious, curious about. I think there's, there are probably analogous um, uh, organizations through every city in the country. What the city of Los Angeles did, um, since it's so huge and sprawling, is they set up the neighborhood council system, what is about 20 years ago, and there are almost 100 neighborhood councils throughout LA now. Uh, each with its own mandate. They get funding from the city. Uh, we're not allowed to take money from anybody. We get funding from the city and they're very, very strict guidelines about using funds because they are considered mm -hmm. public funds. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through the same training that a senator would get in terms of ethics and financial mm -hmm. responsibility and accountability. Uh, and you have to take the ethics training, uh, you know, renew it very frequently. Um, in, what what does in, that entail? How is a uh, what what do you have to do to to prove that oh, you have so high many ethics? interesting things? <laughs> well, uh, as a as give you a, a scenario like you walk up to a wallet on the street, do you take the money? Do you give it away? Do they give you that type of stuff, or is it a more a little more? <laughs> well, the first thing you do is open to see if there's an ID in there and see, oh. and see if you can contact the person that way. I have found wallets and, and contacted people. Now, that, that's a separate matter, actually. Um, when So the city gives you about $40,000 plus. It's been varying the last few years because of budgetary um, uh, improvements and, and constraints. But you're given, in the neighborhood of $40,000 of, of public funds to use. Now, for when neighborhood? You, is that for the for, for neighborhood? Is that correct. for all the committees in your neighborhood for council? council? For council, so about mm -hmm. hundred council. So that's that's a chunk of change. Mm -hmm. They're they're doing cutbacks right now because of uh, uh, COVID and um, you know and lack of revenue. So we had been getting more, but now it's less. But you know you 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 make do as best you can. So when you are granted public funds you have to be very careful about how those funds are spent. So if I want to, by myself, say I'd like to clean up my own neighborhood, like my, my three block mm -hmm. radius, that's a potential conflict right there because am I using public funds to improve my own property itself and the surrounding area? There may be some justification for doing that. Uh, however, there could be just even the appearance of a conflict. So I would not do that. So essentially I clean up my own neighborhood and I, said, and I whenever I um, put forward a motion, uh, I do it for areas that uh, are affected by public use. 
and will improve the lives of, of many people, not just a particular neighborhood. Uh, for example, we do a lot of cleanups at parks and we do a yeah. lot of cleanups in neighborhoods where there's a lot of uh, dumping and their illegal dumping that is um, uh, and a lot of um, uh, you know say homeless homeless uh, situation that needs mitigation which is another interesting aspect that's uh, part of beautification and um, so do you have to hire like city workers sand public like sanitation to come and, and clean correct. up the trash correct gotcha. well they're, they're usually here, here's the process. Uh, so if I see an area that, that needs to clean up or uh, somebody from the public brings me an issue that needs to be addressed, what I do is I bring the matter before the entire board. First, I bring it through my committee for recommendation and we, we hammer out what we want to do. Then I bring it before the entire board and there's a, you have a motion discussion vote to approve a certain amount of money for cleanup. So uh say you you want to um do like a like two miles square uh stretch uh of both um you know public park and uh you know public uh you know work area uh say you'd have a budget of about two thousand dollars of public funds so you make the motion you explain what the money is for you submit a budget with exact breakdown with uh, you know with estimates from various groups essentially money usually goes toward money goes almost entirely towards feeding volunteers who come because we work with the schools a lot sanitation mm -hmm. is already paid we work with graffiti busters uh, we usually work with the LAPD they very often send cadets to come and offer manpower so in a big cleanup we might have as many as 50 cadets who are working from about 6 a.m. till you know 2 p.m. Wow. I want to have them get something good to eat. So sure. I'll work with local businesses and say, what what kind of um, uh, what can you do for us to feed so many people? So we have uh, student volunteers, we have uh, graffiti busters, we have uh, um, uh, cadets. So let's say you're feeding about 150 people let's say that's about five dollars a person start multiplying that lunch didn't uh, you know breakfast and lunch and snacks in between and making sure there's water for them because one thing you don't want to have happen is them to get dehydrated uh, especially when people are out working in the sun so um, that's that's the main part of it so i've i've done this enough to know essentially what it's going to take to feed an army that's going to clean up an area and know especially and you know about how many people are good and usually graffiti busters and sanitation come in ahead of time and do some preliminary work like uh, graffiti mitigation and cleaning up dumping sanitation is generally there the day of and brings in roll-off bins and we have actually um, filled up say three large roll-off bins and had as much as two to three tons of debris that has to get carted away tons wow. that, it is phenomenal it's sad but it doesn't surprise me to be honest well it's it's not getting any better either mm -hmm. um do the you pandemic oh go ahead sorry the pandemic has really made things much more difficult mm -hmm. and the um 
and working with um, uh, the homeless uh, situation has also been very tricky because we recognize that um, displacing them during a cleanup and they have no, let's say almost people have no place to go mm-hmm. except for the little area that they've staked out. Sending them somewhere else could harm them, could actually even lead to their death if you, if you send them away. So it's um, used to be that I'd go into an area that, that and just kind of talk nicely and say, look, I just want to clean up your area. There's a little trash here. We want to get rid of that. Anything that's important to you, just hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to do anything to it. It's, you know, that's yours. We just want to make it nicer for everybody. And that generally works. And you do also have to recognize that um, people are have been mentally affected from homelessness and, and you don't want to do anything very aggressive. You know, with for that. sure. That's a, that's a tough situation too. I'm sure that's a ter- crazy well, terrible catch 22 because i'm sure uh, i mean i know i've seen like some i'm sure a lot of a good amount of some like debris being strewn out in areas is from is from those homeless people themselves that but you know those are in most cases mentally ill ill folks so do you um coordinate is there anywhere is there anyone you can coordinate through through the government to like bring out i mean counselors or anybody someone who can Pick up. Yeah. Yes. Actually, right. um, uh, it's uh, there are uh, dedicated social workers who come mm-hmm. out very often, and you know we work with them as well to to uh, let them know where there's pockets of homelessness, and, and there's a lot of good city services. Part of the problem, of course, is well, there are many many aspects to this problem, um, but a lot of times uh, the long-term homeless don't want to go to facilities with good reason. They, they, there is a history of homeless upon homeless uh, uh, aggression, if not violence, uh, stealing, um, and, and, and worse. It's, um, it can be a dangerous place. And a lot of them think, oh, I'm better take my chance. I'm, I'm better off taking my chances here on my own. I spent about, there's one homeless couple I knew, husband and wife. She'd actually worked for the EDD and got laid off. Oh, man. It was really sad. And um, he had a business that failed and they were living together and, uh, in, in the park. And I spent about five months getting them into um, uh, subsidized housing. And they were there for about two weeks and couldn't take it. We said, no, our lives are so restricted here. Really? What was, um, so did they have to live amongst other people then? That in the subsidized housing, what is, they, what is that? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You, you, in subsidized housing, you, you'll see, uh, they, they've made improvements in them. They're tr- always trying to make improvements, but uh, you're very restricted often in, um, in the lower end ones, in the, in the beginning ones. Uh, in uh, what you can cook, when you can eat, when you can go out, when you have to, you know, be back in, in your apartment. Ooh. Well, yeah, that's... There have been a lot of efforts to improve that, and I was actually on the mayor's um, uh, task force for addressing homelessness in the Valley when we were starting the Bridge Home Program, which is a good program. There's a lot of pushback from the neighborhoods uh, about having any kind of homeless housing in, you know, not in my backyard, the new right. Uh, aspect of it um, and of course my feeling is it's better to have them 
in some decent housing than to have them in the parks. So that was right. part of the uh, problem. Um, what a what a terrible irony that the ADD didn't pay her unemployment benefits. I don't know the whole story, you know, but it's but it it was quite the irony, yes. When uh, how because you've been at this for six years, how often do you do you feel like you have to like you clean up a park, and then do you have like a general time frame where you're like, eh, well, probably we'll be back here in two months to pick up the same amount oh, yeah. of trash. Oh yeah, no, yeah. definitely. <laughs> now, you know, every clean after every cleanup, you know, you take pictures of the before and after, and you, you know, take I pick take pictures of the volunteers and and you know see how hard they're working, and we always try to do something for them, and mm -hmm. um, and part of our other expenses, of course, like safety best for for the volunteers and, and yeah. gloves and because want everybody to be safe obviously that's a paramount uh, ex importance now um so you make things look really nice and everybody feels great that they've made this effort and um you just pray that things stay looking nice for at least two weeks <laughs> before things start to disintegrate again People always like to, you know, throw out the symbol. Well, why don't you just throw out more trash cans or something? You know, do you think that there's that's a solution, or do you think it's a greater problem of like it's like the shopping cart uh, um, thing? You know, how how many people actually return the shopping cart to the shopping cart don't area? Don't get me started on shopping um, cart. I'm, not, I'm, a I'm a stickler <laughs> about that. I, I that's something I, I can't I can't let go. So there's a program that I've that I've been working on. I've wanted to um, uh, uh, implement. And we started it, but we've gotten involved. We've got bogged down in all the work that has to be that that's necessary to do right now. But mm -hmm. I thought it'd be um, a, a good idea for to have a like a green solution, like have um, a design competition for a lightweight, foldable, cheap type shopping cart that people can take from the store, and they don't take the you know, five hundred dollar, five six hundred dollar heavy steel one, but they can take because a lot of uh, the shopping carts are taken from the store by uh, people who don't have cars, people who are older and are afraid of driving, aren't feeling secure with that. So I actually spent a lot of time just interviewing uh, a lot of people I'd see taking carts and saying, like, you know. Forgive me for asking. I don't mean to intrude, but I was curious. You know, like you know that that shopping cart belongs to the store. If you had an alternative for taking this, they said, "Yeah, absolutely," because it's you know, like usually people can't carry a lot of stuff for more than half a block, and they have like five blocks to go. They don't really have much choice. So if there were some kind of alternative, it wouldn't stop the absconding with shopping carts, but it would cut back a lot. And you'd be able to, um, you know, have a great improvement in that, and and you wouldn't have to spend so much time going throughout the community and picking up the shopping carts. You could put your efforts towards something better. Is that a responsibility so, that falls on you guys too? Like, hey, we got a shopping cart on on Ninth Street. It's for can someone we, take it back to Ralph's? Well, yeah, we we don't um, pick them up ourselves, but we have a list of phone numbers mm -hmm. for every store that collects their own shopping carts and gotcha. we have a number to call so we can say your shopping cart is at this intersection, you know, send your guys over. Do you, um, do you think there's any way to get, to get a me the message into people's heads? Like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't just 
throw your trash on the on the ground like there's a reset like i said is there do you need more trash cans at these at the in these places or do we need to change the way people yeah. think about littering <laughs> that's a really good complex question um I, as you know, I have a dog and I spend a lot of time in the parks with my dog. Mm, Mr. And Rango. Rango, Rango dog. And I am amazed at how many parks are, are very well supplied with trash cans. Mm -hmm. Trash cans that are emptied regularly are ready to be filled. I'm amazed at how much trash is left two feet from a trash can. Right, it's like the like, people get there, it's like they threw it and they're like, eh. yeah. You, you just go a little further there. Yeah. Now, my, my husband tells the story that um, when he was uh, a boy, he had like a piece of candy, whatever, and dropped the candy wrapper on the ground. And in less than a second, his mother yelled at him saying, don't you drop that on, on the ground. You pick that up and you throw that in a trash can. Would that there were a mother's voice always <laughs> saying uh -huh. this, because it's it, it, it's it's in a way it is a childish way of looking at the world, a selfish, self-centered, and child not childlike but childish mm. way of looking at the world. Somebody else will clean it up for me, right. and yes, they will. Mm -hmm. But there's so many things that we need to do that are better, and you are actually spoiling your park for somebody else. Do you ever fantasize about the amount of budget you can spend on, like what you could spend the budget you spend on cleanups on? Like, I don't. I'll tell you, I I can I can do a cleanup on a dime. That's the, it's it's not the money, it's the effort, and it's and whenever I propose a cleanup, and I'm putting it before the council, I I repeat. I said, yeah, forgive me for repeating, but you all know it's not about the cleanup by itself, but it's about education. It's about teaching. I love having groups of students, large groups of students help to clean up because I feel that they're learning. This is what, this is what happens when something's dumped. Mm -hmm. This is what, so it's about the education and if it translates to the rest of the family and to the next generation, that's great. So I, I always want the students to feel Great for having volunteered. They do have they they do have a requirement to put in some public service hours, and I want them to put it in with me because I they will see immediately what a difference that makes. What's really nice, they usually have their parents come out and, and their teachers come out, and everybody gets together and helps, and and it just makes it a great event. So it's not really about the money so much. The money the money is. Um, I pride myself on how little money I need to spend, but I, but the money I want, I want to make sure people are well fed for doing it because I, I want the muscles and gear. Um, well, that's one of the, one of the reasons I really wanted to have, probably the main reason I really wanted to have you on and, you know, talking about local government, because I feel like, uh, you know, if people had a greater sense of like, of, of community or like took more pride in where they lived that we, you know, we wouldn't have things like, trash piles and things everywhere. Um, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that um, greater Los Angeles is very, there's a lot of transplants, people that come from other places. And so they're like, well, there's trash here already. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not gonna change the status quo here. Here's my Snickers wrapper. 
It is, there is a truism that um, if you see trash in one area, you don't feel bad throwing more trash on that. Okay, nobody cares about that. But if you see a place that's kept really nicely, you don't want to befoul that. It's funny, um, I, was, I clean up my own house area like every day and there's a lady walking by one time and she said, you know, you always keep your place so nice. I, I don't like to throw my trash butts in front of your house. And I said, thank you, that's really good. <laughs> But, but you don't need to throw your trash butts in front of anybody's yeah. house. That, that, that's really terrible. But, but I just thanked her and, you know, uh -huh. thought I let, let me just encourage this. Um, but, yeah, it's um, a house that's run down and is not, well, actually, it, it's not so much the run down. It's allowing trash to build up. Okay, somebody who doesn't see a trash can around sees there's trash already, eh. What's, what's one more thing? Mm -hmm. As for the transient na nature, um, I hope that's not the case. Um, well, you're not from, from this area, and here you are making, you know, cleaning it up. Like, you clearly have broken, broken that, whatever that idea is, or you're changing my perception of the idea, at least, for sure. Well, I, I always, you know, I guess as part of being a grown-up, too, mm -hmm. I... Uh, years years ago, I, um, uh, I, I I'm from the East Coast, and I lived down in the South for a while. And I went to Yale, uh, by the way, which which is a whole podcast within itself, right? I mean, I'm sorry, say again. Went to that's like a whole podcast within itself. I have to have some Yale questions. Oh yes, your travels. Uh, but it's part of becoming an adult, I think, is is learning to clean up after yourself and not thinking that there'll be somebody else to do it for you in general, you take care of your own things and, and your own people and you learn to um, take care of people and property. And that's part of the road to being a grown up. And that's another part of lesson. I don't want to, you know, be a school mom about it, but yeah, just, just um, take some pride in yourself and, and your area and just make it look better and, and you'll feel better about yourself too. Mm. I don't really like people cleaning up after me. Right. I mean, it's nice it's to be waited on. You know, uh, I, I, when I go to a restaurant, sure, I'm paying somebody to clean up after me. That's that's mm -hmm. different. But but, you know, in life in general, you just want to take responsibility. Wow. And was there anything that when you first started in the council that uh, you were like, "Whoa, I can't believe this is how we do this"? Like, or or was there anything? Yeah, anything that surprised you? Oh, so many yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> So many things. Where to start? Um, let's narrow it down a little. Um, I was amazed at the amount of money that's wasted on things that are people's pet projects. Um, for example, there was somebody who was on the council a long time who thought one of the most important uses of money was to uh, have plaques made up for people. And I thought, why? What people? <laughs> well, you know, let, let's thank somebody and get a plaque. And, and you know, it's, it's very much part of the city system. If you participate in a cleanup, if you run something, you get a certificate of thanks. And it's very nice to do, but, you know, just how many... You hope that's not why they're doing that, right? It's for the yeah, no. for the recognition. And it's, it's true. It does, the, some people really love the certificates, 
I'm not doing it for the certificates. I don't need another certificate in my wall. I'm not doing it if I don't get a certificate, man. I better. <laughs> yeah. Better actually, have something I, for the I said wall. I'll do anything. Just don't give me another certificate, please. I can't bear it. And and for God's sake, not a plaque. Yeah, like, uh, you've had mm -hmm. a few go. Well, that's nice. What do you do with that? No, put the money towards, you know, improving something. Either feed volunteers or feed the homeless. I, I I'm always good on food or or get. Um, you know get something that's going to make people's lives better not not that self-congratulatory so there's a lot of self-congratulatory things like and and a lot of not just our neighborhood council actually we're pretty good on this but a lot of neighborhood councils just spend so much time thinking about what kind of um uh you know shirts or t-shirts or hats or balloons or whatever can we do with our logo you know to promote ourselves I think, well, you, do you really need to do that much, spend that money on that when if you spent money on, um, you know, getting ice cream for kids one day or, 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 you know, buying toys for, for young kids, you know, or, or uh, we, we do actually, as I said, we work with the cops a lot and, you know, there are things that the cops do, you know, that are, um, and the public interest, like like helping with uh, getting secure license plates. Yeah, I like to give money for that, and I want money for that. You know, secure having, license plates. What do you mean by that? What's what do they do for secure? The the LAPD has this mm -hmm. program where, and it takes place usually in, in uh, mall parking lots, outdoor parking lots, where you can get um, uh, secure bolts onto oh, your onto your license gotcha. plate to prevent theft. Mm -hmm. Because that is a big thing, having your license plate stolen. Yeah, it's a good thing to do if you're about to get in a car chase, steal a bunch of license plates. And oh, you know what? Um, I I was um, <laughs> I was uh, I once chased down some guys. Um, I shouldn't have been doing it, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's in pursuit. I did. They uh -huh. they could not believe that my little Toyota Corolla was kept keeping up with them. And these two, two guys who, I, they had done some infraction. I thought, these guys are just set to no good. What'd they do? And the, anyway, they, they pulled into a garage, and they were quickly switching out the plates on their car. And I had called oh. the cops in the meantime, you know. Oh. Like, were they dumping a body or something? I'm sorry, say again? Were they dumping a body or something? They were like, uh, yeah, they they well they actually had um, scraped my car, you know, and but they had made an illegal move, and they were clearly getting doing some kind of getaway. Uh, and I, one must not play cop, uh, but it, uh, I you know this whatever it was in me said uh, I'm just going to find them, and of course I was with my dog, so I and you know how ferocious my animal is. For sure. Oh, he's a sweetheart, actually. Um, he is a real sweetheart. He would he would lick them first. So anyway, but getting back to trash cans, it's always good to have a lot of trash cans. People do steal them and vandalize them. So you like to have more, and I'm okay with spending money on more. Um, actually, I'd put out a uh, trash can on the corner of my own block, and I saw a guy on a bicycle just pick it up and wheel wheel it off, and I never saw it again just happens all the time but yeah. that is so strange it, it's it's odd but there you go i just hope huh. they're using it for trash um is there anything that it, you if you could snap your fingers then to make the like 
like to throw some funds at right now that is in most need of funds rather that uh, is not getting the proper amount is there anything you would do if i could stop teenagers from spray painting that's their artistic expression though i have we have, we have many ways of offering them artistic expression and we would just all i'm asking is they not express themselves on walls that belong to other people i'm happy to give you a canvas somewhere if you want to do a mural mm. we can we can set that up but that's interesting though at those parks do you think like if you had spaces specifically made for people to sort of let it out let you know that's a good, good idea. Good. I actually haven't done that. We've been so busy cleaning up the graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure you get some profanity for sure, but it's just like, you know, can you can you put it in like its own little corner, you know? Well, here here's the problem though. I mean, yes, that's a really good idea and I, and uh, we worked with um uh we worked with the council districts. I we we have three within our area. Uh, we have Maria Martinez, who's council president right now for CD6, uh, Krikorian for CD2, and a little bit of, of seven, um, the, mostly the six and the two. And uh, Nori Martinez is very good at setting up um, uh, businesses who would want mural and, and, and having a, an artist design it and have you know, groups of students come out and, and work on that those don't happen that often to my mind the real problem is you are sanctioning public painting in general and to say okay so i can just take this here now you know i don't have to use that design i'll just express my you know my my inner thoughts about how i feel about various aspects of life shall we say yes. and <laughs> And I, I just feel this shouldn't be encouraged. I, I, this is, this is, this is something that bothers me greatly. Although, you know, it, it my, the, the, the grief I felt over the tagging has been far supplanted by the illegal dumping and the, oh. um, the plight of the homeless who now are living, you know, above, you know, in the parks, above, above in the walls of the freeway, you know, on the slopes of the freeways, and garbage is falling down from there. So, yeah, you have to kind of um, uh, do a triage of, of of what has to be done first. So, I work with uh, uh, the council and also the assembly. Uh, uh, Luz Rivas, who's our assembly member, uh, thirty-nine, uh, to. You know, I let them know whenever I see something, and I feel, I feel it's helpful that I know who to call mm -hmm. to get something taken care of. I know who to call sanitation. I know which person is the right person to call for for each council or assembly office. So I know who to contact, and I can I can put things in motion. It's just that we're dealing right now with such an onslaught of of trash and dumping and. My area in particular, we get couches and all sorts of things like daily on the sidewalk. And, it, and is are those things that have to be called in on a case by case basis, or is there like there's not like sanitation crew just going yeah. street to street looking for it's, that stuff? Is there? 
So, so Nuri's office has somebody, a dedicated person with a truck who goes around sweeping the streets. I mean, not sweeping literally the streets. We, uh-huh. we do that. Um, <laughs> but, but going through, looking at the truck and seeing if there's been dumping and just twice a week going and hauling it. And, and he's a great guy and he's just been doing it for, um, mm. you know, for her, uh, for our district. And that's great. But um, anybody, here, here, here's what's crazy. All you need to do is call the city and say, or, or do it on your phone mm. or, or on your laptop, you know, here's, here's um, I need to have the large item bulky pickup and they will come and take it away. You don't have to just leave it there. You can actually have that done. So the educational process is not just the cleaning, but letting people know how to deal with big items they don't want to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. there are there are processes the city wants things clean too Mm -hmm. so yeah seeing couches people also dump boats like sometimes you'll get i've got the money i'll buy myself a boat in there's been more than one there's been more than than one cleanup where we've taken away you know fishing boats well next time you have one of those um i would be happy to come by and check it out uh, I will say I, I, I got two. I got a couch in the living room that's from the from the sidewalk. Believe uh, so. Don't get me wrong. You can find you can find some diamonds in the rough every once in a while. Um, but it is crazy just to see just the the amount of stuff and out there sometimes. And like it's like people like someone moved a couple weeks back and it's just like what they didn't take anything with them. They just emptied their apartment on the sidewalk and left. Wow. Um, wow. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <coughs> uh. yeah. No, yeah, you do. Unfortunately, most of the stuff you find is drug paraphernalia. Mm. And, um, you know, that's another reason you want to be really careful. We, we do spend money on heavy gloves because we don't want anybody getting stuck, you know, with a needle. Man. Uh, and I tell you, it's really, it's really been sad a couple of times, like, because you um, see people, uh, or in dire need of social services and um, you know people who haven't had a you know roof over their head for a long long time and they're in the process of dying and you realize people are just dying on the street and it's it's really painful to see and I, I I can't get used to that and I think we've trained ourselves not to look at the homeless and not to see what's going on and I Whenever I'm driving with um, a student, you know, to a cleanup site or, or uh, as you know, I, I also have my theater life, you know, I, you know, take an actor somewhere. I say, look under the freeway, look at how they're living, look at how they're, you know, doing this. You know, these people need help. And I just think it's important to say to people, look at this. We need to, as a society, do something about that. So, um, whereas I feel terrible it's happening and I, I think it's an impossible problem. I, I feel you have to at least make the effort to try to do something. For sure, man. That's, that is tough. Depressing, like, sorry. Yeah, no, that's, because, you know, how, like we said, how many people are sick and you can't, you can't force medication upon people or, or is there, are someone going to start proposing that? And then, but that stops everyone else. I mean, I'm like, well, if you can force medication on a homeless man, maybe you can do it on me. <laughs> Um, yeah, can't force medication on anyone. No, so, no, and I've, 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 you know, I, I actually make it a point to talk to ones 
who are willing to talk to me and say, can I, can I get you some services? Mm -hmm. You know, can I help you that? And a lot of them are just afraid. They just don't want to have their way of life altered. They can, mm -hmm. they think they can manage. And then of course I'll see them like beat up occasionally because unfortunately some people think it's really cool to beat up homeless people. And that happens a lot too. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's depressing. So when you clean up, you're wow. dealing. I, you know, a friend of mine back east said, "Oh, how nice that you're chairman of beautification. You get to plant flowers." And I go, "Yeah, that would be nice." <laughs> um, now tomorrow, I have this is interesting. Mm -hmm. So um, tomorrow, I have a meeting. I have a. I'm chairman of another committee, ad hoc committee, which means it's a temporary committee to a, address a problem. Um, I don't know if you heard about the methane leak at the Valley Power Station. No. No, it's been, Valley Power Station has been leaking methane and um, there's calls to shut it down and it's affected people's health and a lot uh -huh. of students have been taken sick at nearby schools. So, um, Shit, I'm in the Valley. I haven't been outside very much though, so. Yeah, That's no, scary. it's. I don't like that. Where's that no, at? Is that Say again? Where, where where is that located in the valley? That, in that Sun Valley. Sun Valley. I'm pretty close though. So I'm it's it's not that far from, from North yeah. Hollywood. It's uh, and and gases that leak into the atmosphere do travel. So it's um, none of it is good. Anyhow, I have been um, uh, made chairman of this committee to to learn more about it and see what we can do about the methane leak well fortunately the dwp is you know being very cooperative and saying we're so sorry and what can we do and what we want to do is use this leak that has to be addressed as an opportunity to improve the valley power station and modernize it and 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 try to create a green solution to the power needs of the San Fernando Valley and perhaps beyond where we could become a model for modernization. So I want to, we want to take a negative and try to flip it around to a positive. This will take um, a lot of coordinating. Again, Nori Martinez's office is, she's council president now, is calling for the shutdown of the plant entirely. So we're going to reach out to her and, um, you know, try to work together. Every, let me just say, every proposal you make has a political aspect and mm -hmm. you want to have as many partners as possible involved to create I guess what, you know, Colin Powell, the you know, former uh, general, uh, retired general Colin Powell would call an overwhelming force. You want to create a united front of a, a coalition to get together and, and uh, win a war, in this case, mm -hmm. the war against uh, pollution and an older polluting uh, power source. What's that and, uh, plant burning? Is it natural gas or coal? Yeah. It's gas. Yes, no. Natural gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's um it's time. You know, the this this area has um suffered from being uh less economically advantaged. But what's happened because the uh 
the real estate prices have been lower, you've had you have more and more people from from uh, from more expensive areas coming, saying, "Yeah, I can afford this," and and bring to bear their their knowledge and their desire to have the area mm -hmm. improved and and leading the way. Because a lot of times, um, as much as a long-term disadvantaged person would like to have things improved. They 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 don't have the uh, political force behind. So I want to form a coalition with the older residents as well and say, look, you know, we can make everybody's life better here. Mm. What are you looking at as uh, potential replacements for? Like, are you trying to just wholesale, just if shut the whole power plant down and have a totally I don't know yet. I don't solution. know yet. I want to. I want to look at it. Um, obviously, the the valley needs energy, mm -hmm. uh, so you don't want to just you know shut it down immediately. You want to, and DWP is is mitigating the leak, so mm -hmm. that's better. But is we, it just a matter of patching it up, or do you have to like replace wholesale parts of the the factory? Like there's there is the plant, plant like a, like a uh, like I want to say like a bladder kind of deal on the outside that 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 reinforces that that holds in the leak and that that failed mm. so that's where the leak was coming from so they located the part and they have to replace that that's a good short-term solution however this can happen again mm -hmm. and we're also dealing with um older um uh, technologies and there's possibilities of using solar and wind and, um, you know, I, I don't know what else. I have to look mm -hmm. into it. Uh, I know that Nori Martinez is calling for it to be shut down sooner rather than later. Uh, and she is very knowledgeable about this, but I would like to discuss, you know, ways to, again, turn a negative situation into a, one that's beneficial for the entire community. Mm -hmm. That's a... Like replacing a power plant is that that's a project that definitely is that something you'd have to to bring in the city on on as well like surely they have a say saying that too right or, at my level uh -huh. at my level um what i can do is partner with other people and give them ideas um i there's there uh, a number of uh initiatives i've started and handed them over to the city and they've passed and it's been very gratifying uh so essentially the there's a saying, uh, there was a great speaker of the House of Representatives from many years named Tip O'Neill from Massachusetts, and he's famous for saying, all politics is local. So yes, you start with something local, and then you bring it to a larger audience and see how it works. And what I've enjoyed about being on the council, even though it's been a lot of work and a lot of you know, headbanging at times, I've learned the essentials of getting my motions passed, and I know how to uh, read the councils, see the mood, and and figure out how I can how I can best present an argument that works for everybody. And I may not agree politically with everybody, but I I think I have their confidence. Um, they know that I'm trying to do something that's better for the community. So they will go along with me on, on projects like this. And, you know, you're only as good as your word. So, you know, you deliver on what you can and you always make your best effort. 
So learning the basics of politics has been very, very useful. And I, I, if an opportunity arose, I would certainly want to take it to a higher, higher level so that I would be able to do more. But right now, I'm, I'm really, it's, it's very gratifying to know that you can do something to improve people's lives right away. If it's just cleaning the area, cleaning their park, getting rid of the dumping, um, abating noise pollution, there's, there's many types of um, problems to take care of. So knowing that you can take care of something or, or how to get that taken care of for people is very useful. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm happy to hand off solutions to higher ups and I, I wouldn't mind being in charge of something else later on. Like I don't have enough to do, but it's okay. <laughs> is there, is there something, what's the, what's the thing that you've, you've had passed or have come to fruition that you're probably the most, most proud of in your six years on the council? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take more than one example if you want. I mean, <laughs> this is this is. I don't. I, I don't know. I just. It's. I. I guess. Um, there was. Um, we did win some awards for this one, and I was very pleased at having written proposal. There was, a um, a huge long corridor that we have in the area, an industrial section. Uh, the Peoria Tonga. Uh, corridor. There had been a um, uh, a city dump at the end of it, but the dump was closed. And this was we we wanted to take on like a major major cleaning effort. And I, and I we were able to get a huge coalition together. And I drafted the um, I drafted the proposal for it. And, and so anyway, we, our council won a lot of awards for it. Um, so I was very pleased with that, and I called it "Keep That Corridor Clean," uh, which could have other meanings, but it, it dealt with this corridor. And this is—we did take away three tons, three tons of crud, including three boats. I'm sorry you didn't have a chance to get the boat, but you know, Damn. No, don't Next worry, time. there'll be more. But yeah. you know, we also worked with with the local businesses. Like everybody chipped in because they just wanted to have this done, and we were working on closing off the road so that to stop the dumping to only mm. the businesses are allowed through. Uh, this is, this is part of an ongoing effort that I'm very pleased with. Um, I, um, drafted the proposals for, uh, fireworks mitigation that was taken up by the city. I saw when they, when the uh, city passed their resolution, I said, Oh, that looks very familiar, that writing. <laughs> so. Well, I got, I got to tell you, I don't want to hurt you, hurt your spirits, but I've heard a lot of fireworks past your week. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, yeah, how the no, mitigation's no. going. <laughs> it sounds like it, Normandy sometimes. Well, they were, the Dodgers did win. The Dodgers know. didn't we win. We can't really, you know, argue with that. So no, I, I <laughs> nothing's perfect. It's not it doesn't always hold, you know, whether they say three steps forward, two steps back. So yeah, it's, you will get some fireworks. So yes. For the Lakers um, and the Dodgers, okay. I'm willing to put up with it for a night. <laughs> just not every night of the week, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we just need a win right now, right? It feels good yeah. to have a win. Um, yeah. So it, it sounds like you're probably you don't really have any intentions of quitting anytime soon. Yeah, no. pretty 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 much enjoying this, huh? I like yes. It's 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 annoying to be um, at times. Um, I like being able to uh, 
affect a change. Do you ever get pressured by people? Like, like, is it, is it like, you know, how you imagine the senators with like the oil, the oil companies, someone like, you know, shuts the door and like, listen, I'd really like you to do this. I don't get so often, although um, there have been various um, marijuana business, cannabis businesses mm. um, who have come before the council, one of whom was just so anxious to meet with me after the meeting and talk some more. And Did they bring you a bag of goodies? <laughs> My, my verbal response was such that this behavior was not encouraged in any way. Uh, so, I, but there have been mm. projects I've seen. Now, planning and land use is a big um, uh, part of every neighborhood council, too. It's a standing hook. Is that like residential versus business? Like how, how to use the land? It's, it's both, but it's, it's mostly business. Um, but you know, you can have uh, developers who want to come in and take a property and, and either have, you know, build, you know, a fancy mall or, or there's a business that wants to come in. And um, uh, we can't say yes or no, but we make recommendations uh, to the city uh, about a business's ideas for coming in. So we do count and they our businesses are asked to come before the board to mm. present um, what they do, which is why I was approached by this cannabis business who was just trying to tell me that basically cannabis would save everybody's life. If they would cure cancer if they, if we just let them do what they wanted to do. Oh, what they want to do. I mean, I mean, there's stores, stores, stores all over the place now, right? What was the, uh, what was the pushback? Were they, or were they proposing anything crazy? There are stores all over the place. Not all of them legal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've had some question, questionable things. <laughs> I don't want to name any names, but there was one who was uh, promoting a certain type of treatment with cannabis that that he, the, the owner of the business, was claiming uh, with testimonials, quote unquote testimonials, that would cure cancer. Now, cannabis can do many, um, many good things in terms of mitigating pain and, and suffering for cancer patients, but curing is not one of them. So, you, you, you know, the, the quote unquote testimonials were a bit much to take. And I, I, I've done some scientific research and, and I uh, came at this looking at him like, you're kidding me with this, right? <laughs> so I, um, <clears throat> The issue isn't so much that, I mean, because I was just one person, not everybody has done the research or has medical knowledge. The, the problem is that you have business with enormous self-interest who are looking to fulfill a niche and become very wealthy if they just make their case, whether or not it's mm -hmm. based on, on fact, but it's based, you have to make sure a business is, is or is a presentation is based on fact and not on self-interest want to have yeah, a well, community interest i wonder how much like well did, the, did those pay did those stories come to them to tell try to get them to open up the the stores like the the patients the former cancer patients or like did they themselves do these treatments on these people is that what they were saying that they <laughs> cured cancer themselves 
how these testimonials were procured, mm -hmm. I do not know specifically. Mm -hmm. However, having read them, I had the impression that um, you had you had patients who were clinging to any glimmer of hope, and because their symptoms may have been mitigated. Mm they confuse that with a cure. Oh, did any of them like still so the like die afterwards or? Huh? Well, unfortunately there's no follow-up, oh, yeah. but mm. I certainly, I certainly know of cancer patients who thought their, their lives would be made better, you know, or they could cure the cure cancer by themselves. Because they knew more than the science, the scientists and the doctors. And mm -hmm. I, I but, but the real thing is you can't have, um, you can't have people claiming to have community interest uh, when it's only self-interest. And that was the issue. Now, unfortunately, there is mm -hmm. also a lot of money there. This is, becomes a very interesting situation. Um, mm -hmm. A number of the legitimate uh, cannabis businesses have offered money for beautification. And I call that weeds for weeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you want to encourage that. And you, um, you, you want to encourage the public good from, from the private business. Uh, you just there's no incentive, like you said, there's no incentive personally for you for a business. I mean, unless, of course, they give you money on the side, but that's without saying. Um, no, money on the side is one um, of those things they teach you in ethics you don't do. Well, I figured <laughs> Getting back much. to the ethics. Okay. Um, so okay, but, so let, let's talk about, say, the planning and land use people. Mm -hmm. So the people who are in the committee for that. That is, to my mind, one of the greatest temptations for malfeasance because you have a developer saying, yeah, let me take you to lunch. Let me, let me buy you this or that. Let me let's like make your life better if you approve, if you recommend my project. Mm. And you see this happening at all levels of government. And planning and land use is one of the areas where there's really the greatest temptation for, for um, uh, ethical violation. <clears throat> you, um, it, I'm sure it's very tempting to my mind. You know, I was raised with an idea that public service was important and there's tradition of public service and, and one must never violate the public trust. Um, I wouldn't mind being on planning and land use, except that um, beautification is much more important to me. So, and there's just so much time you have in the day to do stuff. So there's, there's plenty to do with this, but I, I do like to, when I've seen potential uh, problems I have, or if I notice like an issue or, or, or a project is being rammed through with um, insufficient, um, uh, 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 you know, investigation of the project. I will go talk to the city attorneys or the city reps and say, I, I, I think this ought to be looked at a little more carefully. So mm -hmm. I, I try to help that way. Well, that's that's the type now, of people you hope are in are in government. The people that like that like you, you were you were kind of pushed into it, and you're like making sure that you know things are wrapped up nicely or it you know you oh you always want to be vigilant mm -hmm. with yourself you know because at some point you think oh well you know it would be nice i suppose but also what's it 
how how could you live with yourself if you did something like that 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 was unethical? Also, it's not worth it. It's also you know a felony to to mm-hmm. you know at certain levels to to um, do something inappropriate. So it's it one it's not worth it and it's not worth it for the punishment, but it's also not worth it for your the way you want to live your own life and you know it's life's too short even if you live a long time to um to do anything that's against your own moral code but not short enough to not care about what your community's like too right i i gotta tell you since you mentioned um there's this neighbor around the corner who was always sending her dog to go poo across the street from me and I was regularly cleaning it up and one day I saw she was out and I had the bag of poo and I I said you know I'm cleaning up after your dog every day and she belted me she actually hit me with the belt no or, with, or with her hand no she slugged she slugged me yo what really? she hit me yeah and and she was an old lady you know, I was like it's like it's like you're kidding me right <laughs> and Wow. Her daughter comes out, her grown daughter comes out and, and says, you threw a bag of, of feces at my mom. I said, no, I'm holding your dog. There's <laughs> dogs really. It's like, you know, the community interest sometimes needs to be a little more enlightened. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I know. Good, all the good... Never... Does she have a f- boxing pass, do you think? she uh she 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 was a piker you know she she it was an old lady hit you know you didn't you didn't you didn't return return fire no that's, no I, I i don't hit old ladies it's it's just i don't hit anybody it's it's, uh, it's i, I prefer salt deadly sentence. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather you know say something than uh and uh as a friend of mine um, years ago said, your family, you, you just use, you know, whole sentences with each other. Can't you just like beat each other up? Wouldn't that be easier? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like, that's society right now. It's, it's hard to talk, hard to talk right yeah. now. Um, well, I told, I don't, I promised you I'd only keep you an hour, but I do want to ask real quick. Like I'm getting, I'm getting married a week from yesterday. So do you have any, secret sauce for the uh for a happy lasting marriage because every time i've talked to you you've made it seem very very cool on your end um yeah marry the right person <laughs> well there we go <laughs> i'm pretty pretty confident confident in that um congratulations um yeah, thank you very much i will say this um and it was, you've heard the the old never go to bed mad and um don't expect to agree on everything mm. because you know may opposites may or may not attract but i think the most important thing is to have similar goals in life how you get to them you know there's a lot of give and take and also remember this this was told to me by a happily long term happily married lady some time ago you most people want things to be 50 50 and it's rarely 50 50 on the balance maybe but there's going to be some years it's 20 80 some 55 45 some you know 
every not everybody is able to contribute what they would like to be contributing in every year, but always take the long view that you're there to support each other and, and be grown-ups about it, like look after each other and try to support each other. So that's, that's I think, the uh, – and find the right person. <laughs> Beautifully said, Wendy. Um, thank you so much. This was a, this was a, this was a fast hour. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have you back on in the future. Hear what what else is going on in the in the neighborhood. Actually, and really like to get some updates about that that power plant someday. I'll let that's, you know. Uh, I'll, cool. I'll tell you when it's time. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, until next time, Wendy. Until next time. Great talking to you. <laughs>